Hey lovely people, welcome back to another episode of Knickerbox Glory. I'm your host Emma and I've got the wonderful Sarah Farrow with me today. Hi guys. Hi. I'm also joined by the fabulous Venetia Archer, founder of Ruby, the service where you can order a talented beautician directly to your home, which I absolutely love. Mm. Hello. So today we're going to be discussing the rise of vaginal beauty treatments, from vaginal steamings to facials. I feel like this all began with Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, the time she recommended putting a quartz rose stone up your vagina. What was she thinking? (laughs) Honestly. And then the other time, she sold us all to squat over a vaginal steamer for the energetic release that balances out (laughs) our hormones. Brilliant. Got a lover. Got a lover, haven't you? (laughs) And this is why I love having a doctor around, Sarah, gynecologist. Wow. To just bust these (laughs) myths, really. Sorry, Gwyneth. Yeah, I love you, Gwenny. But, um, yeah, no, honestly, all open to these treatments. But let's be honest, putting kind of steam up there, how how does that affect your hormones, you know? I mean, Mm. totally open to new different treatments. um, But, obviously... It's very sensitive tissue down um, in vagina and all the area around there. Mm. Hot, steamy water, you know, <laughs> burn, <laughs> scarring. Also, it can affect, we always, we always talk about this in our Words of Wednesdays, but your vagina is self-cleaning. So actually, why are we messing around with stuff there? Like, it does its own thing. Yeah. And by putting steams and herbs and all of this herbs. kind of stuff. Yeah, everything up And there. they're really general about herbs. They say you can use any sort Literally. of herb. I was reading about it. You know, just put any any kinds well, of herbs. Like oregano. Sh- yeah, just take your pick. Honestly, yeah. It's it's but it seems like there's not a huge amount of, you know, sort of particular advice on it as well. It all seems very vague. Yeah. And like totally for kind of alternative medical treatments. But yeah. this kind of medical alternative treatment is very under research like we don't have enough data to know whether it works or not and actually everything's kind of against it so yeah the ph is balanced and it's natural down there mm. and the fact that we put something steam and herbs it kind of yeah. predisposes to thrush and irritation and mm. yeah just but yeah. I, I thought that sort of putting steam and hot things would help clear any bacteria or i think you know. that's what people think happens mm, right yeah. it's like which is the same around kind of douching and putting you know flushing water up there. Like, yeah. we don't recommend that because the vagina is self-cleaning. It can affect, like, the natural flora of bacteria mm. and um, be, then you're then more susceptible to getting infection. And interestingly, all these kind of websites talking about vaginal steaming are like, well, you might get a bit of discharge, like, the next yeah. few days. Like, great. Like, your body's <laughs> saying, don't do this to me. Yeah, it's like your body's um, reaction to it. Yeah. Yeah, my mum always used to say when I was younger and I never really understood what she was talking about until I grew up. But she always used to refer to vagina was a self-cleaning oven. Yeah. And actually that makes a lot of sense because it's warm up there, but I think more what she was referring to (laughs) Yeah, was the fact that you're supposed to leave it alone, you're not supposed to mess with it. And if you do mess it, then there are long-term consequences and impacts, like you say, like thrush and BV and things. And I think, yeah, it's a kind of... Um, counterintuitive because a lot of people who maybe have a bit of an irritation or, a, or an infection then they um, mess around with it and then it makes it worse and it's like a vicious yeah. cycle um, so yeah that's kind of kind of where I am on it do you, do you mm. see it much obviously there's loads of beauty stuff on your um, app obviously yeah I mean so so the bread and butter of Ruby is definitely nails blow dries facials massage mm, really? all the good stuff yeah. all the good stuff so great uh, <laughs> uh, I'm always like I'm so like you know under groom like despite having Ruby she's like, not you're she's not not under dream. Dream. <laughs> if you can see her right now she oh. is the epitome of polish oh, <laughs> you're very kind you're very kind but clearly not looking closely but that's good um, so we yeah so, so I mean we do traditional beauty treatments but you know with Ruby we work with a whole network of, of beauty freelancers I mean 
we really kind of, you know, leave it to them as to what sort of services they want to offer. So we have, you know, apart from our sort of standardized treatments, we do, you know, a whole host of, you know, wild, wilder and woolly um, services, um, you know, whether it's sort of Tibetan sound bowl healing oh, wow. um, or, you know, talking about kind of more intimate uh, grooming services, you know, cool waxing. I mean, I remember recently someone wanted like that G. You remember that 2001 Gucci advert or whenever it was no with the G um, waxed in? Oh, oh my God, stop. Yeah. Who did that? That's brilliant. Yeah, one of our, <laughs> one of our waxes. We're like, go for it. I'm like, whoever this chick is, yeah, what a legend. Sarah's <laughs> eyes just lit up. <laughs> yeah. The idea of getting this G on her vagina. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the stuff, the stuff you see as, uh, in gynecology is literally hilarious. Like, oh my say, gosh. Have you seen someone with a G on there? No, that's a new one for me. <laughs> I remember seeing the ad when I was little and just been like, what is that? That's fabulous. Exactly. And now, you know, it goes a full circle. Um, but we do, you know, we have some, you know, we have some uh, beauty therapists who are, you know, sort of, you know, work and they do sort of high food treatment. So um, high intensity frequency ultrasound. Um, and that can be, um, that can be used um, internally. So, you know, for vaginal tightening. Mm. Um, so I think what that does is it heats up um, the layer of skin, you know, sort of internally um, to a safe, uh, level which encourages the um, creation of collagen, oh. um, so people use that for kind of tightening uh, and things like that. Um, so it's sort of more cosmetic. Cosmetic is, mm-hmm. is that sort of like an alternative to Kegels, or can you use those sort of things in combination with Kegels, like your Kegel? I think you use them in combination with, but I mean, the question I always have is, you know, what like are Kegels not, you know, sufficiently um, mm. effective? I mean, that's a question, you know, yeah. for you. I'd love to, I to mean, know more. Are we all not doing our Kegels right yeah. now? As we <laughs> talk about it? Yeah. Um, now yeah. we are. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, Kegels are great. And it's kind of, obviously, like any physiotherapy, if you hurt any part of your body or you need to strengthen certain muscles, like yeah. it's the same, effectively the same kind of thing. Um, and it's the best kind of treatment for like, you know, during and after pregnancy and keeping the pelvic mm. floor muscles mm. and all of those muscles kind of um, firmer and tighter. But there obviously are lots of other treatments and yeah. potentially surgeries as well. I think um, it, I'd be wary of a, mm. lot, a lot of, like, especially surgeries, because if you're... Yeah you're cutting or making, you know, like labiaplasty, for example, like when people are changing the um, the labia and, and the, the lips down there, like they mm. think that it doesn't look right, but then it effectively causes more scarring and then internal scarring and like it's such kind of delicate tissue. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, Kegels, great. Mm. Can't, you know... Can't go wrong with a Kegel. Can't, no, no. can't go wrong with Kegels. <laughs> but I'd just be w- more worried about um, things that are a little bit more invasive. Mm. Yeah. However, kind of ultrasounds are super safe as yeah. a treatment yeah. and, um, well, as a kind of therapeutic um, diagnostic tool. So, yeah, I mean, there's just lots to think about. How quickly do you see results for something like the high fee? Like, is it a one-off treatment or do you have to take a course? To so see? they recommend, so I think uh, for, you know, those post-pregnancy, they sort of recommend about three sessions, if not. So they recommend it for people 30 years and above. Um, mm-hmm. But you can have one treatment and go on your merry way. And apparently, because of with the collagen formation, it actually lasts, um, it, it sort of works, you know, for a duration of 90 days afterwards. So the results kind of keep on, keep on improving, which is something as well. I mean, I sort of, you know, think, think about my face and microneedling is another kind of mm. treatment, you know, that you can sort of think about. Um, so they create micro fissures in your skin sort of underneath the, the epidermis and then that continues to encourage the promotion of collagen for a long time afterwards. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, depending sort on where you are, yeah, you don't have to sort of um, you know, do the whole course. Yeah. One, mm, yeah. one off is fine. 
I think the interesting thing that people often forget is the vagina, the skin and the tissue down there are so sensitive yeah. in comparison to like other parts of your body. Just just been asked by Metro to, to talk about putting ice lollies. Apparently women recently have been putting ice lollies in the oh vagina. Oh my gosh. Do you know, I saw that, that went viral on Instagram. I saw that first on multiple other people's Instagram and then on yours. I was like, I cannot believe you guys are the culprits. Well, it was I love it. Hilarious. <laughs> the, week, the week before for hours in the Times talking about very like highbrow business stuff and then it's like, yeah, Sarah in the sun talking about oh, vagina. Metro, Australia, New York. It was going on for weeks. They were like, is this your co-founding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's don't, why it's don't good. We all want to go viral somehow. We just want to so. know. <laughs> the ice lollies. I know. Um, but, okay. yeah. but then, um, on the flip side, people put ice cubes down there, don't they? Like post-pregnancy, pain relief stuff. It's like, a, like if you had put ice in a tea towel and then put it on the skin, that's fine. But yeah. this is saying putting ice up you, inside that mm, sensitive tissue. Oof. God. No. So, <laughs> she squirms in the room. Yeah. <laughs> so why do we think we're seeing an influx of these treatments? Is social media making us overanalyze every inch of our bodies? Or do we think there's something more sinister at play? Or is social media the most sinister influence in our lives? I mean, I think a lot of people talk about kind of the rise and availability of porn as mm. well, especially now being shared in schools at kind of a younger age. And obviously there's that, you know, sort of certain type that, you know, yeah. is there in, in porn and, and it's making people feel, especially younger people feel like that's sort of the normal yeah, um, body how type. How they should look. How and, they should yeah, look. Absolutely. Um, so there's just kind of greater, you know, sort of awareness and oversight of all of this kind mm. of information and you know, graphical imagery. Yeah, I guess if you're young and you're inundated with all these images of what a perfect body looks like, yeah. and then that's associated with sex, which is already intimate and personal, you feel this pressure to look like those people that you've seen because they're the idealised version of what sex should look like. I guess that's yeah. where they get those cues from. I do think it's getting better in terms of, like, just in general and, like, social media people are showing, like, a diverse range of mm. bodies, sizes, yeah. shapes, everything. And um, like this is vagina and the vagina museum and things like showing different types of labia and like yeah. what things externally look like, um, which is all really positive. Mm. But um, And yeah. Sarah, you, you mentioned earlier about labiaplasty. Yeah. Is that the most popular um, surgery we're seeing for women down there? And, and, and why do you think... Yeah, I think it is, and it's on the rise, and it's kind of quite worrying. You have, like, 15-year-old, 16-year-old girls coming into clinic being like, I want, like, to be changed down there, and it's really worrying. And I think you're right, Venetia. I think yeah. it is a lot around, like, exposure. Porn doesn't help. No. Like, there's this idealised kind of view of what a woman's body should look like. Mm. And what does the operation actually entail? So if someone says, I'm getting a labiaplasty, mm -hmm. what happens to them? Well, they put get put under general anaesthetic for starters, mm -hmm. which is has a risk, and then yeah. they... Basically, um, you kind of cut areas of the of the labia. It, any like any plastic surgery, it's it's just molding the skin to look a certain way. But mm. it can cause scarring, internal scarring. Mm. You know, problems that you know yeah. are just unnecessary. And why are you seeing such young people that were coming into clinics for this? What were the reasons for them wanting? They they said it was psychologically cosmetic. affecting them. Yeah, and they were like nothing physical. It was all just you know worrying about partners, thinking of how they look. Um, they didn't want to get naked during sex and like that, that kind of thing. Yeah. And obviously, that's you know that psychological issue is huge. But 
it doesn't start with changing how they look physically, but mm. there's a, a lot more to it than that. And I think that's the concern you mentioned about social media and mm. the fact that we are much more open about such topics than we ever were before. But with that comes a greater risk. You've got younger people getting access to such information mm. and a spectrum. Therefore, you've got, like you say, the lights of Vagina Museum, people be mm. able to see what is, there is no normal or set category as anything. But then you've got the other end of the spectrum that's quite extreme and people think it should look a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's quite worrying that we're seeing teens Mm-hmm. That. That's Definitely. why it's so important that there is that movement about like body positivity and openness. Yeah. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, to your point, yeah. we have seen this kind of rising people just talking about honesty on social media. And I think we'll continue to continue to see that trend. But it's really important for people important for people to be loud about that. You know, especially, you know, whether it's older audiences, I don't know, but you know, sort of have sort of you know the, the benefit of a degree of wisdom on their side and also can look back at their younger self and see mm. what sort of information they would want to be yeah. seeing. Because, you know, it's powerful and there's only so much that, you know, whether it's parents or caregivers can do to hide information. You don't really want to be in the game of hiding everything. Mm. Um, So it's very challenging. Then it's stigmatized. They seek it out more. And then it becomes, there's like a thrill of it even more. And it's like, this is a little bit forbidden. This is taboo. And there's all those other mixed up connotations. Whereas if you just have an honest, open conversation with someone about it, that's often better because then they'll trust you and they'll feel like they can come to you with these things. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't agree with what they're saying, Mm. having, I think if you're the parent and you're the child sounding board, that's the, that's the um, ultimate place to be because you can help guide them, but you don't want to control them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll find it somewhere, won't they, right? And it all yes. tends to I be mean, in the right, wrong place. Who's more curious than, a, than kids? Absolutely, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anything on the internet. Mm. So now we've got our Nick Knickerbox raffle, which is going to help us get to know you a little bit better. Oh! Our glamorous oh my gosh, glass. this is fun. <laughs> yeah, so we've got um, a bunch of different questions about love, life, and liberty. So you reach in and pick a couple, two or three out. Oh my then... gosh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to no. be in here? <laughs> okay, so read it out and ask the yeah. question. Oh my God, pick three people on this earth, any three people to snog, <laughs> marry, avoid. <laughs> <laughs> you went in hard there. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, oh, I any, any three people. Listen, any three people on the entire planet. Wow, that's that's almost harder. This okay, any like three people. Th- okay, so I definitely want to snog Leonardo DiCaprio. Brilliant. Still, yes, really? still, still, it's like to fulfill that childhood dream. I yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, um, Mary is slightly more di- uh, difficult. I'd probably have to say my fiance. Yeah, in case he's listening. Yeah, in case he's And then two of. Boyd, um, dare I be uh, so brutal as to say Donald Trump? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Avoid at okay. all costs. Avoid at all costs. Avoid <laughs> Okay, this is fun. It's like Christmas. What's <laughs> okay, best piece of advice you've ever been given? That's also a great question. I can, <laughs> yeah, I can start. So my mum always used to say from a young age, always go with your gut. It's got your best interest at heart. Yes. And that's something that I've followed through throughout. And I think it's, Definitely advice I'd offer to anyone. Yeah. I think for me is always ensure that you're learning. Um, So no matter what you're doing, um, you know, whether professionally or personally, just make sure that you're kind of constantly learning. And I think, you know, for me, you know, I love that because that means that I'm always inspired. Um, Yeah. So that's what's up with me. And then you're constantly like, yeah, keeping your brain active, meeting Mm, new people, doing new things. And I think that's when when you stop learning is when it's like... Life gets a bit boring, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, dementia. Maybe. And that <laughs> helps. <laughs> the doctors in the house. It helps to make decisions as well. You know, if oh, should I stay doing this or should I do something else? It's like, okay, well, if you're not learning, if you're kind of reached that end, then change. Yeah. 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 It's time for a, time mm. for a change. 
like that. One more. One more. Lucky last. Okay. Do you think there needs to be a little bit of fear involved in being res respected? This is something that I really, um, you know, sort of, you know, f find challenging, especially as a female founder, mm. you know, obviously, you know, the, you know, you do want to be respected. You do need to ensure a degree of authority. Um, but I think, I don't think you need fear. I think, I think authority is key in respect, authority and knowledge. Again, um, mm. you know, I don't necessarily, and I think some people do a great job of being terrifying, you know, and they are <laughs> sort of respected, you know, to a degree. But for me personally, you know, it's not really how I operate. And slowly but surely I'm figuring out, you know, what does work best um, in terms of, you know, building authority and building respect with people around me. How do, what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I would agree. agree. I, th I think if you know your shit and you, you like, you walk into a room and, like, for example, when we go to pitch, and we, we know our company more than anyone else does, yeah. and, like, you do get nervous and you do think, oh, you know, what, what are they going to ask us? But ultimately, they're not, they don't know any more about business than we do. So mm. I think knowing, like, having the knowledge and, and kind of making sure... Yeah, agreed. I think knowledge is power. Yeah. And, that, and that's it. And I don't think you necessarily have to put on aggression or any form, no. something to, to instill fear. No. Yeah, it's, it's not my style. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, I think respect that's rooted in love, admiration, and being inspired by someone you work with is way more powerful than fear. Because yeah. if you're inspired by someone and you look up to them, then you're always going to want to have them around and work hard yeah. for them and put your all in for them. For sure. Rather than fearing them. And ultimately, that's going to lead to negative feelings rather yeah. than positive yeah. ones. Yeah, and kind of disrespect yes. as well. If you're fearful of someone, it's not particularly, you know, doesn't engender, you know, huge respect. I don't no, know. exactly. It's just negative connotations. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Great question. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> so, Venetia, what's next for Ruby? Uh, we are currently looking um, to um, look at internationalization. Um, so, you know, really, you know, uh, analyzing um, sort of next cities, um, seeing where, you know, Ruby will do well, um, which is obviously a very big task, a very big undertaking, something I haven't done before. Um, so I don't really know kind of our ETA, but, uh, you know, I think we've really done a great job um, in, you know, sort of consolidating London. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see where... Next, exciting, amazing. Well, yeah. <laughs> I have to say, Farah recommended Ruby to me, and I used it the night before I went to Italy for Sarah's wedding. Yeah, I had a blow dry on my pajamas. It was life changing. <laughs> Literally, I was like, "This is amazing." I and know. You just go to bed afterwards. It's very it's addictive. Great. It's it really is. is my life. Yeah. Genuinely, oh, great. you do. Yeah, the lashes, the hair, the brows. It's <laughs> yeah. just such. And a it's great so convenient to fit around your busy schedule. It's like, look, I need to go home, and I need to shower, yeah. and then I'm going to get my hair done, and then I'll just get yeah, to work or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, my great. schedule, yeah. The first time I used Ruby was before a big pitch that we had for Hanks before we'd even launched company. I thought you like, a big pitch. Big night out. So what's I also thought that was really good. guys. And honestly, I've been hooked ever since. Oh, it's a bit good. of a drug. So, yeah, you guys keep smashing it. It's great. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Me. Well, Venetia, it's been a pleasure to pick your brains. Thank you so much for joining us. No, I loved it. This Thanks. has been a, a great morning. <laughs> and Venetia, where can we find out more about Ruby? Where can we find online yes so if you go to our website www.ruby.com ruby with two u's um and also we have a code for um for the hanks oh, hanks crew oh, yeah. Yeah. So just, just use hanks for 15 percent off oh, amazing. Brilliant. 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 Yes. brilliant thanks oh. so much thank so you that, that's all from knickerbox glory for today listeners if you'd like to find out more about vaginal steaming head over to hanks life where you can discuss 24 7 on our live forum with our community and thanks for tuning in. Stay sweet and keep chasing after your
your own glory. 